It didn't take much more than a bottle and two chairs to make a speakeasy. This is what Daniel Okrent said in his book, Last Call, The Rise and Fall of Prohibition. Today, join us for some stories. Get your own bottle, glass, mug, and relax. This is Speak Easily, and I'm your host, Krista Stoffer. Welcome to Speak Easily with Krista Stoffer. We are doing kind of a special uh, random midweek podcast because we have the cast of and crew and amazing people of The Flood, yes. presented by Opera Columbus and Pro Musica. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just, this is, uh, in my other life, I do things on stage, which is fun. <laughs> and I get paid for them. Um, <laughs> ooh, ooh, ooh. And I keep my clothes on. Let's just go ahead and throw that well, out there. Sometimes. No, no, I do have a rule. That's the one rule. <laughs> that is the one rule. Um, but these guys were so generous to to come in and to call in today just to talk about this super awesome adventure. So, tell us who you are. Let's 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 start with you, lovely man. Uh, I'm Amanda Lynn Bottoms, and I'm playing the role of Francis. And my world that I existed in the flood is in 1913. And where are you from? I'm from Buffalo, New York, so right around Lake Erie, but I live in Philadelphia. (laughs) You sound so excited about it. I love it. Make it sound more exciting. (laughs) I live in Philadelphia. Fabulous Philadelphia. Fabulous. The city of Deadly Love. Yes, Liberty Bell. Yes. I still haven't seen it. Well, you know. I still haven't seen it. You've got time. When you live there, you never want to see the stuff that's popular. I want to. It's just, I want to also sleep. (laughs) There it is. Yeah, sleeping is helpful for everything. And then Mm -hmm. then beside her is? Hello, my name is Lacey Jo Benter, and I am playing the role of Alice. Uh, My uh, reality in the flood is set in the 1970s. 1970, to be exact. Mm -hmm. Um, and I am originally from Cedar Rapids, Iowa, not so far from Ohio. And four letters. And four letters. And commonly, like, fused together, yeah, like yeah, Iowa, Ohio, Idaho, Ohio, like Idaho, Ohio, and Iowa. Yeah. It might as well be the same That's state to most people. That's a warm-up, don't you think? It's more, of a, it's more of a, like, articulator's warm-up, really. Yeah, Idaho, Ohio. Okay. Okay, it's good. Um, but you live now in. I now live in Los Angeles, California. I am just beginning to thaw out from last week, Goodness and I'm gracious. feeling feeling good. Feeling good. And then we also have two calling in today. So, um, Dan, tell us who you are, would you? Sure. My name is Daniel Stein. I am uh, in the also sharing the wonderful world of 1913 with Amanda, Woo. and uh, my character is William. And uh, I will. Uh, I'm from Mansfield, Ohio, originally, Mansfield. and uh, currently living in this fair city of Columbus. Yeah, Allah. And then the the other fair one that's city. joining us today, Miss Kareen, tell us who you are. Um, my name's Kareen Fujiwara, and I wrote the music. Woo! Yes, she did. Yes, she did. <laughs> Sorry, we're Thank saying. you. I was born and raised in Montana, so some people would say I should be used to the cold, but I'm not. <laughs> I've, I've, I've lived in Chicago, I've lived in New York, and I lived in Ohio for 18 years, which is the longest place I've ever lived anywhere. So emotionally, still feels like home, but I pay a mortgage to a home <laughs> in Tacoma, Washington, which right now is also getting snow. Oh. So we are all in it together. Oh. We're all we're all in the snow together. Oh. I love it. Yes. Oh. 
I don't love that, the snow, though. No, that's why I live in Los Angeles now. (laughs) And I am a part of this opera, too. I am playing the roles of nurse slash mother, which has now become a murderous character in my mind of nurse slash Slash mother. mother. Um, Which we love. But I was blessed to to join on this this little production, and it it has blown me away. Just the level of professionalism and the the degree of the music and the performances. Mm-hmm. So I yeah I'm I'm thrilled to be doing this, and I wanted to bring these guys on to kind of talk about it. But also you know this is speak easily, so we're speaking. Easily. We never really know where the conversation's gonna go. <laughs> um. <laughs> you, that needs to be your theme song immediately. I need a better melody for it. Kareem, no, no, can you no, write me a melody? No. It's, it, it's, so so let me start kareem can you give us like where did this all come from how did this start for you how did this start i i think that um peggy and janet had been uh peggy and janet peggy is the executive director artistic director of opera columbus Mm -hmm. and janet is the um, executive director of Music and Chamber Orchestra, and they uh, are of a similar drive, and, uh, and um, also friends. And they had been thinking about a collaboration uh, for some time. I actually wrote—I've uh, been writing music for quite a while—and I wrote a ballet that had two vocal roles: one tenor and one soprano. And Peggy. Die was cast as the soprano in this ballet, and shortly oh, after that, I didn't know that. Yeah, sorry. She sang. She sang the role of Camille Claudel, and um, shortly after that ballet finished, she said, "I want you to write an opera." And of course, I said, <laughs> <Yeah>. "Okay." <laughs> and that's that. That's when it started. Uh, we then I know they had been. They had been also. Um, reaching out to Stephen, and we're really glad to get Stephen Wadsworth uh, involved as the librettist mm-hmm. and tell the director. Us, and Kareen, Kareen, so, tell us yeah. what a librettist does, just for a our... librettist. Well, a librettist either takes an existing story and makes it into a singable uh, operatic material, or in this case, Stephen came up with an original story, mm-hmm. and then and then wrote it into verse, which I then took and set to music. Okay, wow, he made up the words. He, he made the words. <laughs> made the I words. made the tunes. Oh. Words and tunes. Stephen Green. Song. Okay, so go then to <clears throat> this coming to fruition in Columbus, and what? How did the story come to be that you wanted to tell about this? Um, well, Frank, Franklinton, Franklinton, the neighborhood has been a, a, a neighborhood of much conversation mm-hmm. in the city of Columbus. Um, and I think after casting about with ideas of what the opera could be and rejecting them because they just didn't quite sit right. Huh, the idea, rejects. Um, yeah, <clears throat> there was, you know, there were a lot of, it's like when you try to, when you try to name a pet or something and you, that's a terrible thing. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. We, um, they were they were thinking about things, and they went to I, I think WOSU and said, "What story about Columbus?" Because I think they decided that they really wanted it to be about Columbus, yeah. about something in Columbus. And uh, they talked to WOSU had done a, a segment on the Columbus neighborhoods, and they said, "Which story is the most operatic?" And they said, mm. "Definitely 
the flood of 1913 mm-hmm. in Franklinton. And so that's where that idea came from. And then they told Stephen Wadsworth that he'd like you to write about this. So Stephen came to Columbus and wandered around the neighborhood of Franklinton mm-hmm. and took notes and did a, a comprehensive research about the flood, about the people, about the socioeconomic things going on at the time. And from that, he started creating a story. He, There was actually a couple of times I went out to New York to visit with him where it was kind of just like a storytelling um, meeting <laughs> where I, I, I mostly felt like I was sitting watching him tell a story. Uh, and, you know, either, could this happen? Yeah, that could happen. Could this happen? What do you think about huh. that? And yes, that could definitely. So he was creating this um, a giant idea uh, huh. back after that meeting. And then from there, it got turned into a libretto treatment. And from there, it became the libretto. Mm-hmm. And wow. from that, it became the flood from which I I tried to illustrate the sound, if you will. That's awesome. Yeah. So basic, can you give us like a Cliff's Notes version of the basic plot? I know that's... Oh, <laughs> basic plot. Let's say life, just life, life. Life, you know it. yeah. Now, okay, there's, there's, it's, it's basically, in a nutshell, it's one hour and seven minutes hmm. window into the lives of four different eras, into the people in four different eras occurring in real time um, about life, their lives and traumatic things that happened to them and how it affects them and what that legacy turns into throughout the generations. Um, yeah. And that's it in a nutshell with no spoilers. <laughs> no spoilers. Hashtag no spoilers. <laughs> hey, and we're going to, we'll, we'll post some pictures of the set, which is outstandingly gorgeous. Yeah. Um, that really yes. lays that out. So um, thank you, Charlie Corcoran. Yes, Charlie. Incredible. Um, and the costumes and just every every piece of it is visually the stunning. Lighting, yeah. The lighting, the costumes, yeah. the music, the, the musicians in the pit and mm-hmm. the people on the stage. Oh, yeah. I mean, phenomenal. Pro, pro Musica is just playing, playing the ever-loving everything out of the score that yeah. Corinne has written for us. Mm-hmm. And it's... Yeah. And it really is as a as a singer and as a, a kind of a multifaceted singer, and I know Amanda is as well. It's such a joy to be able to dig into something that uh, is very relevant mm-hmm. for the for I think any time period, yeah, but like, yeah, but especially now. I mean, so many traumatic events are happening in in the world, and to see this show take on really what, is, what in my perception is taking on trauma mm-hmm. and and it's specific to Columbus is certainly is specific to Franklinton, but it takes a look at how trauma can be passed on through mm-hmm. the generations yeah. and, and how um, people can deal with it in their own ways. And, and some people don't deal with it. Some people do deal with it. Mm-hmm. And, and how that affects um, kind of everything. It's mm-hmm. so like the, the from one event stems many. Right. Um, like, like a domino. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. And it's really, really been a joy to kind of not only see, you know, bring to life my character, but, but bring to life the relationships that she has with people. Yeah. Yeah. So Dan 
you are yes. you're in. <laughs> What's up, Dan? Dan's here. Dan. Dan's here, everyone. So, Dan, how because you are local, um, I am. What is this? What is this doing for you? I mean, this is. I know that I. I feel the story differently because I know these places and I've seen the flood wall. How is it re- affecting you just being a part of Columbus? It, it's, it has kind of opened my eyes because I was not very well versed mm-hmm. in that part of the history of the city. And so, you know, to kind of experience this as someone who lives here and, you know, knows this area, it's, it's been so eye opening and it's really uh, uh, just I, I've had so much joy from such a, a powerful uh, piece of, of theater. Uh, and, and it's something that I have not got to experience as often as I maybe would like, but it's been just an awesome experience. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. I, I would second that. It's having lived here mm-hmm. in Ohio for as long as I did. Of course, when you live in a place, you don't ever see all the the things yeah. that people go to see because you're busy with your life going from first destination to second destination, picking up groceries and getting the kids and what have you. Um, <laughs> now that I'm here sort of as a, a guest of Columbus, Ohio, mm-hmm. I have spent so much time wandering around mm-hmm. in Franklinton and downtown and now to have touch points of the Franklinton mm-hmm. flood wall and the yeah. women of Franklinton and and the stories that go with it, it's a whole new um, lens to see the city. Absolutely. Well, and I think that kind of what Lacey said is like, it is so relevant. It mm-hmm. is so relevant. Uh, and that's, it, it's not just the story and the pieces, but I think what I love the most about the whole movement of it is seeing secrets unfurled. Mm. Like literally <laughs> this, this tiny hour and seven minutes it is like, what? I mean, it's just like everything starts coming out. Sorry, that was really loud. <laughs> Ben's looking at me like, stop. Producer's like, stop no, screaming into the microphone. But I, I mean, that's just the generations yeah. and seeing all of that move and how it's here. We're here. We're, we're talking about Franklinton and Hilltop. And, you know, we all have our, our feelings on those those areas of town. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's just interesting. So, Amanda, tell us, like, what what has this been for you? Well, for my character, Frances is interesting in yeah. that she is the one singing character that gets to leave. Yes. Yeah. Which yeah. I'm so Everyone. jealous of. <laughs> my character Alice is on stage all day. The all whole time from, from the downbeat to the finale. Yeah. Um, everyone else is on stage. That's so Francis true. gets to go off and yeah. kind of fuel the drama in bringing other characters mm-hmm. on stage to try and solve some of these secrets and, yeah. and issues that and she, and she is so instrumental, which is so, is. I it mean, is. Yeah. it's very interesting how every character, the doctors, even though yeah. it's just spoken role, the mother and the nurse mm-hmm. coming nurse in. Slash mother. <laughs> the nurse slash mother. Sl- slasher mother. Slasher, slasher, slasher mother. Slasher mother. Just, I don't actually murder anybody. No, 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 no. We, no. We, no. We're living on our own fantasy. That you know yeah. of. Oh. Kareen, take note. Shut up, Ben. I don't murder anybody. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Hashtag sequel. (laughs) Hashtag sequel. (laughs) The nurse slash mother Uh, returns. Totally true. Again. (laughs) But yeah, Frances is an interesting character and and her music is just brilliant. I'm always gushing about how beautiful the lines are. And she sings it gorgeously, too. Oh, thank you. Everyone (laughs) everyone is singing beautifully. It's bringing out, because it was for the most part, written for us and it's yeah. growing mm-hmm. with us and transforming. The libretto is yeah. transforming. Some of the pitches are transforming. 
and and that's been the most exciting part about it for me as well i think um is that very few times as an opera singer do you have any say in how (laughs) in how something is to occur on stage um you basically your your job is to is to bring the sounds that you want to bring to it and bring your artistry bring whatever you you can to the text and to the the pieces that are written but as far as like what you say and Mm -hmm. the pitches that you're singing and where you stand on stage like that is not your job but in this instance yeah. working with kareen and working with steven and, mm-hmm. and working with steven osgood as well our, our fabulous con- yeah. conductor um we your opinion matters yeah <laughs> and not that it doesn't always but but in a lot of instances um it it matters but but there there are often very large egos in the mm-hmm. room and, you, and of course in any kind of situation like that there's politics involved and all of these things and here it's just been like artists making mm-hmm. art yeah. and yeah. it's just been an absolute blast yeah, to be able to do that and not just our opinion matters but our well-being as a musician yes. as an artist as a, a fragile instrument the voice is yeah. so fragile when i know you think about it we carry it with us <laughs> every so day that has been from the beginning that's been taken into account Stephen saying okay this person can sing from this range to this range mm-hmm. just let's strong rather than this just, vowel is better here and this yeah. vowel is better here what, what was the excerpt that he was saying uh it became an early catchphrase between Stephen and I because the very first time I submitted, I, I gave him, I said, what do you think? And he was like, oh, this is good. Oh, this is good. Oh, I like what you've done here. This, this is a really pretty melody, but because it's high, mm. we won't hear any of those vowels the way you can speak them. <laughs> it will sound like. So it became kind of like our little, our little, um, I don't know. Catchphrase. Yeah. Yeah. Hot to top. Another little hot to moment, isn't it? Oh, yes, it is. But it's beautiful that the integrity of the words, the integrity of the voice has really been given care been really like front row center yeah like maybe not front row but like you know Mm -hmm. second to the to being a story about columbus yeah Yeah. it is about clarity Mm -hmm. and about honesty yeah and i think that's been really great and you know it has to be because Stephen has written such an intricate text Mm -hmm. and we have uh, the idea from the start was for it to be a chamber opera and of a certain length and not not a long thing, and so there's not a lot of time to embellish three words to mm-hmm. try to get the point across. So you need know, to make every single yeah. syllable impactful, and all the information needs to be delivered directly. And so I feel like you are all such amazing artists that you you are like enunciating everything, mm-hmm. and and the, the, so you make it very clear, and I can hear it. Oh, I screwed that up. I need to change that. <laughs> <laughs> It's so interesting that it's only an hour long as as a whole piece, as as a combined. But when our brains are trying to process, okay, in 1970 this is happening, which affects 2014, mm-hmm. it yeah. becomes a in our heads it becomes a four hour opera because we're living. Yeah. It, feels like four, it feels like a four. It feels like a four act opera. But I can I, I can say with honesty from watching from when I go out mm-hmm. to take yeah. photos and stuff, it just goes, it flows and it goes so and everything. Yeah. You know, I think the audience is really gonna embrace it because uh. it's their story it's their history their yeah. their culture and, and i'm sure there are some people who are like well my great grandmother my grandmother mm-hmm. was affected by this 
Um, yeah, this is going to be interesting. Corrine, I think, will remember this. Um, and I, I believe this this the, this uh, woman was there last night for our Vondelprova. What's the yes. Vondelprova? Oh, Vondelprova. You said a big, big I, word. I, I did. I did. I said a very fancy word that just means wandering around rehearsal. Like that's... <laughs> it's like, what is this? What is Vondelprova? <laughs> what, what is this Vondelprova? Shemek Kamasa, our beautiful, our beautiful mm-hmm. Hans, who, who is in the 1940 room. We make fun of him a lot, and we love you. Um... <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but you can't uh, figure out how to get the podcast. So it's fine. That's fine. It's like you, I don't know. I don't know how to don't, do this. What, what is podcast? What is this? Um, but he does. He does. It's just fun. <laughs> it's just funny he to bring himself like that. Yeah. Yeah. He, we just make fun of him because he has a very thick Polish accent, but it's very. And he's lovely. adorable. He's yes. lovely. But um, Kareen might be able to might remember this. Uh, our very first workshop in New York City. One of the lovely um, board members, I believe, or donors of Opera Columbus was attended this workshop and she was there and she was there last night as well. And she after we had sung through the piece um, for this uh, workshop, and this was, I think, a couple falls ago, I don't remember. But um, this woman like raised her hand in the room and said, I can't believe how many moments my own life was touched Mm -hmm. in this Mm -hmm. In this telling, apparently she was yeah. a psychologist who knew about the asylum, who worked at the oh, asylum, wow. had a grandmother in in uh, affected by the flood, had a had an, a German immigrant father. Like it was just creepy. Whoa, that's weird. Do you remember that, Corrine? Yeah. Oh, there's no way I could forget it. I know it was, it was so creepy. Pro Music, a board member that had traveled out from Columbus to mm. to um, yeah to see the workshop. Wow. And she said basically this opera. I think you said it. Basically, this opera is all about you. Yeah, yeah. This opera is your life, and and uh, and this was a very extreme instance, of course. But yeah. I think that people from Columbus, from Ohio, even from people uh, from any flood-prone area, any mm-hmm. any area that has natural disasters, any area that has trauma. Okay, so everywhere, everybody. Yeah. So um, like everywhere. I mean, it's like you, the flood in that. It's kind of like a metaphor. Very yeah. much so. Yeah. The flood in this case, the flood is the the start of the catalyst. Mm-hmm. And let's say from nineteen thirteen flood, yeah. big catalyst in that moment. But we all have things that happen. If, if it's a family member, someone close to you, some kind of tragedy, or you know, we a all loss have our, of any yeah. great impact. We all have a thing yeah. like that. We all have our own catalysts. Mm-hmm. I have nothing wrong with me. I don't know what y'all are talking yeah, about. Yeah, you're perfect. <laughs> you're a perfect yeah, human. Completely not. I yeah. would just like to say another thing about yeah. this wonderful project that that is so unique and so multifaceted in so many ways. Being a young woman in this industry, in any industry, mm-hmm. it is such a joy to have Kareen and Peggy and Janet have oh, yeah. oh, have come together to to birth this thing. <laughs> it's so inspiring and it's so. Um, uh, it breathes empowering, life, yeah. empowering. Yeah, it breathes sweet. life into mm-hmm. my own art making, and to and and it's just such a wonderful thing to have women coming together to make not necessarily a female led story, although mm-hmm. there are lots of female characters in it. There are. Um, yeah. We outnumber the we men. Do we do outnumber the men. We love you, Dan. We love you, we love you Dan. Well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but but you know we we work with all uh, we work with a lot of men in power mm-hmm. and and not that there's anything wrong with that but it is such a refreshing uh thing to have 
uh, Peggy and Janet and Kareen kind of this brainchild come out of yeah, their their absolutely. their collaboration. So just, thank you, Kareen, yeah. and thank you, Peggy and Janet. I was talking with Maraway and her mother about this yesterday. We, it was like oh, Maraway is another in the cast. An amazing, amazing friend who act, is a new mom. Mm-hmm. Oh yes, a little oh my god, oh, oh. Kai. <laughs> oh. I, she brought her baby. Oh my god, with Do her. For this for this production because you know baby needs mama at this point exactly and baby was in rehearsal the other day and oh nothing and got nothing done. got done not the same well yeah. well it did but notes notes were a little oh, a little I, I did not pay a lick of attention <laughs> to <laughs> but it, most of the notes weren't for us we're perfect we're perfect <laughs> so, the three of us are perfect and Dan is also perfect but so. I came by to help you know put Kai to sleep because he's teething and he was doing through his thing Ooh. and we were talking about how grateful we are to have particularly women like Peggy, yeah. who understand what it's like to be a mom, yeah. who understand what it's like to be a singer. Singer, singer mom. Struggling financially. There's an amazing yeah. article that all of us shared. We yeah. came yeah. across it and we all started sharing it where she talks about demanding affordable housing for your artists. And mm-hmm. as an artistic director, mm-hmm. as a as a administrator, knowing that that's a priority, that's one less worry that your singer needs to have. Yeah. And and then there's all these things that Peggy is just Wonder Woman. She is. She's Captain just, Marvel leading the brigade. Oh my God. Yes. Somebody needs to make a meme of Peggy she as Captain, Captain Marvel. Marvel. <laughs> You're tasked with that. I can't draw. Okay. We're going to figure it out. Peggy, watch out for a gif of you as Captain Marvel. But it's, it's been amazing to see all of these women coming together. And it's also been great to see Steven, someone who is mm-hmm. usually in the position of like highest power. Absolutely. And, and you know, being able to influence most celebrating. Yes. Yeah. And celebrating their opinions and celebrating them taking the the, the reins, really. Yeah, taking yeah. Reins, exactly. Or at least sharing the reins. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and it's that collaboration yeah. Yeah. of women stepping up to the plate, being given the chance to step up to the plate. Right. Being a, a, a having been given room to step up to the plate. Yeah. That's that's the biggest yeah. thing. Yeah. That uh, right. it's been so lovely, like, you know, the genders can coexist, you know, it's like, <laughs> it feels like there is no, yeah. there, there have been no power struggles, there have been no, no I mean, at least not to us, we don't know what's going on. No, 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 it's true, it's, it's, yeah. it's, obviously this is my first step into this side of, um, this world of opera, but I, I understand that it's not usually quite such an idyllic thing, it's mm-hmm. like the room there's no drama except for the scripted drama, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that goes for the um, that goes for the production side as well. It's um, amazing. Everybody is there making the mm-hmm. highest art, and that is the goal. And I'm sure everybody carries a certain amount of ego into a project because you have to in this business. But it's not getting in the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. not getting in the way. It's just all about the art, and that is rare. And amazing, oh, but it's awesome. And it's awesome. <laughs> Damn. Also, also, I have to say that we've had tremendous support yeah. from the city. The Columbus Foundation yes, has yeah. been uh, behind this project from the beginning. The Greater Columbus Arts Council has been behind this project from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, they have been cheering us on, both like with cheers and <laughs> with support, financial support. And so we are grateful for that that they have seen the value of this um opera mm-hmm. for the city of columbus and the people of columbus and so we're really mm-hmm. grateful for that also. extremely grateful yeah the, something about the score going back mm. to the the balance of power no one 
I mean, the storylines kind of create, you know, pinnacle characters. True. But for the most part, everyone has equal weight, equal value, and equal mm-hmm. sway in how the plot goes. Mm-hmm. Totally, totally agree. And, I feel and, like there's no, there's no like diva soprano. There's yeah. no, there's no there's, principle. Really. There's no principle. Yeah, it's, we're it's all. An ensemble. It very much so is. I mean, we all have certainly come out of the fabric and 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 comment or or move the story along mm-hmm. in in our own ways. But it is very much a team effort. A team effort. Yeah, it's great. It was like listening for pitches, listening for lines. And I know. We're all in it yeah. together because if one person's like, "I'm going to sing this way too long because it's my high note," <laughs> you're 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 screwing your castmates. Exactly. And you're so, like you're overtaking another yeah. line because. Corrine has written such a wonderfully mm-hmm. tapestried fabric. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm not sure that those were words, but I'm they certain. Are. No, they were good. They're good words, but I don't know that they make sense together. But anyway, I'm going to continue. I said partio at the beginning. You did. <laughs> you totally did. Yeah. So you're fine. Um, but Corrine has knitted together this this uh, this fabric of mm-hmm. sound, and it's it's all it's like sound ballet almost yeah. like. I take a line from Francis and I give it to mm-hmm. Annie and Annie gives it back to me. Annie's uh, is another character who is in the 2014 room mm-hmm. and all of the rooms, even though they're in different time periods seem to be talking together. They do. Absolutely. They do. And it's just incredible. And I wish I could see it, but I'm going to say, we'll film it. No, we'll we film won't. It. It's illegal. And, I don't know. Somebody will film it. I'm sure. Somebody's got it. But yeah. And yeah. Steve Osgood has been, so diligent oh, when it comes to yeah. the simplest, the seemingly most simplest words. That's words. Um, yeah. <laughs> In the right order, perhaps not. But cutoffs, the, the difference yeah. between a dotted eighth note and an eighth note yeah. yep. and how it affects someone's entrance and the clarity of their mm-hmm. entrance. Things Dynamics that I, and yeah, all and like coming say, down. It'll, it'll come together. I'll get it. It'll be fine. He's like, nope. It, nope. It has to be. It has to be. He, and he's very gentle. He's not one of these like, you know. My temple. My temple. My, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Cut off here. He's more of a, like, he, he explains why he's asking for what he's asking for, yep. why the dotted rhythm has to be the dotted rhythm, because so-and-so across the stage mm-hmm. is coming in right after that cutoff yeah. is supposed to happen. So you got to get out of the way right. so that your cast, that so that, you know, room four mm-hmm. can start their scene. Yeah. And, right. and that's been, so, it's been really unique. I've never had a piece of music quite this tight mm-hmm. um and yeah. quite this exciting to yeah. put together now what was it like when he asked for the flexibility particularly in your room of robert's line oh yeah and of some of the singing of all of us he asked us to let the pendulum swing all the way to the left the right side is everything that's written right everything on the page like a robot exactly as written yeah let's swing to the left and just Mess it up. And, Mess it up. And see how far we can go with that. Because there is there is a, a section in the 1970 room where, in which we're doing a lot of speaking. There's mm-hmm. a there's a speaking scene. And, you know, and Corrine was very diligent and made and, and made a script, basically, that was very rhythmically written out. Mm-hmm. And, of course, when you're learning things, you want it to be accurate, especially being yeah. trained opera singers. We all right. are like, yes, Perfect. and this yes. is how this goes, yeah. and this is right, and now I got it. Okay. <laughs> But um, but we, of course, want it to play like a scene. We want it to play like a spoken, like something that you see in a movie. And so a lot of work that Robert Kerr, one of the one of a, fa- a fabulous, fabulous baritone in, in and of himself. And he is stepping in as my as Dr. Hel- no, Dr. No, Hamilton. Hamilton. 
Kearns. Yes. Kearns. Dr. Hamilton Kearns is his name. There's two doctors in your seat. There's two doctors. There are three doctors, including me. And and that's yes, true. Yes. And mm-hmm. the other doctor is Bill Hafner, who's another local. Hello, Bill. Hello, Hello Bill. Bill. Bill told us to drop his name twice. So, Bill, Bill Hafner. Ladies and gentlemen, Bill Hafner. So- Bill Hafner. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was like five. Yeah. You're welcome, Bill. He's he winning. Money. Yeah. yeah, actually, yeah. that's true. So, yeah, the, the tricky. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, you're fine. Keep going. I want to hear. The, the tricky part about it is, is I. I I always wanted the freedom of spoken text. I didn't ever want rhythmic text. Right. But it has to fit. It has to fit in the period. Yeah. If it goes too fast, then there's weird gaps. If it goes too slow, then you're crashing into each other. So how do you notate that? And so that was a, I, that's still an experiment. I'm rethinking mm-hmm. how that might be done because, you know, as classical musicians, yeah, you spend hours learning to perfect exactly what you see on the page and mm-hmm. so when you see it and then you're told just ignore it it's really hard to do that no it's but like, i think i uh, think that there was something really really key for for robert and i sorry to cut you off a little bit kareen but there was something okay. was re- something really key for us was that the rhythm gave gave us like as you said the space that we needed to fi- fill yeah. and then being so accurate and then allowing that ac- accuracy to like dissipate a little bit it's made it right. sound natural. It's mm-hmm. made it sound really, really lovely. And then, and, and it's also ingrained in us the time, mm-hmm. the timing that we know we need. Um, and, right. and I can tell, and I know the music well enough that I can tell if, if we've lagged a little bit more than we normally have, I will speed up the line maybe a little mm-hmm. bit, like give, give Alice an impulse to maybe talk a little quicker, yeah. you know, I, I, like yeah. we know how much space there is. And so I think that it was actually a really great way to uh, approach that. I think. Well, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> just saying. I think coming in as, as an actor and a brand new director, like mm. seeing, seeing that because there's somebody singing at one point, especially Dan, I think of you for this, how much time you as a character have to literally just sit. Oh yeah. And I, I do. <laughs> and, but you have, you have so much time to, to have to think I, like, I always think of your character for this is that talk about an acting exercise and that you, you have no option, but to live in, in that world and in that moment for an extended period of time. I, it, it, it is, uh, has been a, a wonderful challenge for me to get to kind of play with acting tools that I have learned over the course of my training yeah. and really kind of do my, you know, work to make sure I'm not getting, have, you know, keeping stale thoughts and, and making sure I'm staying engaged yeah. the whole time and not just letting myself relax right. because that's when the, the it becomes, le- you know, that less believable that we don't want. And yeah. so, you know, it's, it's been a, a challenge, but it's been uh, an amazing experience. I have a one, a two wonderful, or I guess three wonderful scene partners to work with. So, yeah, you know, you uh, Amanda is wonderful. And, you know, Chris, I get to <laughs> interact with you a little bit, but I mean, Naomi is, you know, she gives life to she that does. room. It's it's just yeah. it's really and something. That. And, and oh! <laughs> oh. yeah, we're gonna we're gonna edit that, we're gonna, that one out. We're gonna, we're gonna, beep that. You, you have, we will have to edit that. So forty five something. We will edit. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Ah, I was awesome. in here. That was awesome. I was in here. I'm like, wow, we're doing really good. <laughs> <laughs> 
Amanda's gonna stay what? silent. I'm gonna go back to my camera. <laughs> the one time, no, it's, uh, that's hilarious. So, so let me let me bring up something because I really want to hear your perspectives on this. Again, I'm not an opera singer. I, <laughs> I'm not. I was raised under one, so I get I get that world a little bit, mm. but. Opera is not a normal thing. <laughs> let's, just, let's just go ahead and say uh, it. Right? Let's just put it out there, so, right on the table. So what is it about about opera that, I mean, why? Why opera? So I just want to hear. Ooh, so, opera? Dan, I want to start with you. Why opera for you? Why opera? I, uh, I grew up in a, a musical family. Uh, my mom was a piano student in college uh, is a piano teacher now but uh, I have uh, I've been performing since I was in middle school and uh, got, I, I got to experience my first opera uh, when I was a freshman in college and from there on out it was like that was my that was my goal and it's been my dream ever since wow that's awesome yeah. I love that story that's awesome Kareem for you why opera huh well, because someone said, would you write an opera? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, okay, honesty. It, it's been kind of an interesting thing, because um, until this point, my perspective of the opera primarily has been from the point of view of the pit orchestra, mm. because I'm, you know, my training is violin and viola, and so I had been playing, I've played a lot of operas in the pit, and so most of it, I like will see a, a singer at when they're up at the front of the stage or up straining to read a subtitle or crying in Turandot or Bohème or Butterfly, you know, from the pit. And I've gone to a few operas, um, but not as many as I've played. So this 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 side of it, I I I'm totally I'm totally in love with the. <laughs> This process as well is so fascinating it. to yeah. see something start from a kernel of. Well, I thought that the score was. I thought my work was done when I submitted <laughs> the score. Right? I thought Psych. I put it down. Now I'm going to sleep. I don't know why I have to come to Columbus for that. But <laughs> it's like that's just the starting point. Mm-hmm. Then when the the characters, everybody starts getting into their roles, you see actually like even. A dramatic shift. I've had to rewrite things in mm. the opera because they—it's a, a living, breathing thing. Yeah. Once exactly. this, you wonderful singers have a chance to put your personhood into it. Mm-hmm. You can see that actually. Oh wow, the temperature is definitely changing here. And what I wrote, what it what it seemed right on paper, it has definitely taken a different turn. And so it's 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 creating all over again. Basically, a feedback loop is I put the music there. You're taking the music and turning it into real human people. And and then that feeds my perspective and the directing perspective. And everybody, it's like still being born. Yeah. Even now. Yeah. <laughs> like I was up all night with a rewrite for the orchestra. So oh, wow. Yeah, you are. Oh, you're such a love. <laughs> oh, God this bless orchestra you. is amazing. This orchestra they, is yeah, amazing. So what, how, many, how many pieces are there? How many pieces is it, Corrine? 16 pieces. It sounds it's like a, a Strauss orchestra. It like, does. It, it, from where we are on stage, and maybe it's the architecture of the stage that gives us our own little amplified spaces. Yeah. But I, I was telling you, Karine, yesterday, or yeah, it was yesterday, yeah. how sometimes I hear 
a segment of the orchestra all the way on the other side of the stage that's filtered into our yeah. part. So and it's, cool. ama- it's amazing. And, and talking yeah. about the fabric of everything, I feel like not only is there like a, a very tightly woven fabric in the voices, it's also in the orchestra. And they're yeah. so sensitive. Everything I, that Stephen asks of them, they, they are able to adapt immediately. Just do. And it's yeah. incredible. And like, not every orchestra is like that. Amanda oh, and Dan and I can attest to that. <laughs> yeah, they're like a nimble race car of an yeah, orchestra. Like a they're absolutely flexible sensitive amazing musicians and it's what they just they can turn on a dime and they have and just they been, do. yeah it's an utter joy to sing with them just like mm-hmm. oh truly awesome. and the hall oh my god the hall the southern hall. theater <laughs> the southern <laughs> theater is one beautiful just yeah. like stunning piece of architecture go see it it come see the show and yeah, well, then yeah. Yeah. acoustically visually yeah. for us it's, just, it's a treat just as much for the audience to see us as it is for us to, to look sing out. Yeah. to, to them yeah and unless to, you have vertigo and you sit in the top <laughs> don't yes. say that it's, but if you are if you are into heights for this show, you're gonna get a great oh, view yeah, yeah, if, you're the, if you're in the upper yeah. area actually you get an even a better view, better view, a better view yeah, of from the top because yeah. you can see the depth, the and sheer depth of the show. Really it sounds really great up there. Does it, and yeah, it sounds it really does. great up there. Oops. There we go. So, Amanda, yeah. why opera for you? <laughs> hey, wow. Guys, before, before you answer that, I hate, I hate to do this, but I actually have to run. To Daniel. We love you, Dan. We love you, Dan. Thank you so much, Dan, for coming on. Dan is living the double life as a as performer a teacher and a teacher and, and a dad <laughs> of three girls. God love you. He is a saint. He wins. All right, Dan's Dan. a winner. Thanks, Dan. Thank you for having me, Krista. This is oh, great. You are awesome. We'll see you. Well, we'll see you soon. We'll see you in a couple hours. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye, everybody. Back to so, me. Back to Amanda. <laughs> so, back to Francis. Back to Francis. Or, 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 uh, Florence. 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 You were Who called you Florence? I was sure. I think the wig. It's the wig guy. Yeah, it's on, some, on some of the sheets. My name is Florence. And I go, oh, <laughs> her alter spy yeah. ego. Florence Foster Jenkins. Or some yeah. Florence Foster Jenkins. Um, well, I, for the longest time, wanted to star as Reno Sweeney in Anything Goes Aww, on Broadway and yeah. do Once on this Island and everything. I, had, I was, <gasps> I was instilled or given a love of musical theater by my high school teacher, Ann Mosner. I love you. Aww. She started it all. Um, and yeah. when I went off to college, I was like, I'm going to be Audrey McDonald. Yeah, you are. And, uh, and then my teacher, Lori Chmuda, Sunni Fredonia, woo woo, um, <laughs> she... Believed in me. Whatever I wanted to do, she believed in me. But oh. she said, let's try out this this art song, this aria, this because rhythm. there were certain requirements. And I remember the day that we tried Carmen, the iconic <sighs> habanera, and that, that kind of set it all yeah. off. And my voice just got bigger and big, bigger, bigger and bigger, and strong bigger. quotes around that, <laughs> but more and more towards Verity and everything. Yeah. And mm-hmm. And not far, surprisingly, not farther away from musical theater. I still do a ton yeah. of crossover work. Yeah, yeah. Stephen Blyer and and Nifos and all these programs in New York. I just did Sweeney Todd. New York Festival Curtis. of Song, Nifos. Yeah, New York Festival of Song, great. Um, West Side Story yeah. in Japan, like uh, mm. more musical theater opportunities. Yeah. Well, I find the that I'm also very versatile, and and the and being a part of the conservatory system, you don't necessarily get a chance to do mm-hmm. that versatility. And then you yeah. come out into this world where um, opera companies are, like, I think, isn't the, or LA Opera is doing a Light in the Piazza this, mm-hmm. this, the Piazza, this um, year. And uh, Lyric Chicago mm-hmm. just did uh, Carousel. Is that right? No. I don't. 
somebody, the fact of the matter is, is all of these big companies are now starting to do at least one big musical, musical be, operetta, musical yeah, operetta yeah. something, something that requires really healthy, trained voices. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's incredible. And the versatility is, is asked for and, mm-hmm. and yeah. prodded for and wanted. Mm-hmm. So well, um, it's fun. in musical theater. Now they're asking for more pop. And more rock. Oh, yeah. I mean, you, your voice needs to everyone's be shifting. Back. Yeah. Everyone's shifting. Yeah, it's so very it's, funny. But it's, it, I don't think I would be able to do it if I didn't have the classical technique. Oh, absolutely not. I, not would, well. I would be kind of boxed in, just mm-hmm. knowing my personality. Yeah. I would become obsessed with one genre and one. Right. But having this versatility of breath and of phrasing and and of learning styles, the ability absolutely. to really analyze everything uh, from a theoretical level, came from my classical training. Absolutely, uh, for, for me at least, one hundred percent. Yeah. Kind of Very fell cool. into it. it was yeah. my teacher. Nice. And you, my dear. Mm, it's my turn Um, I uh, uh, was not from a musical family. Um, <laughs> I love my family dearly. Uh, none of them can sing. Um, <laughs> my my mom does some karaoke as as, did, as does dad, but uh, I kind of fell fell into it as well. I started with percussion actually oh, okay. as a as a te- young ten year old. I started percussion and uh, eventually guitar. I played jazz guitar and um, drum line and drum kit and stuff all yeah. the way through through uh, middle school and high school. And then at some point, again, I had a very influential teacher. I also like sang in chorus. Just I liked yeah, music, yeah, yeah. so I yeah. just like sang in chorus also. But I had a very influential middle school teacher, Kelly Turex, at uh, <laughs> Prairie Middle School in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. There's going to be so many tags on So this. many tags. <laughs> um, she encouraged slash made me uh, try out for the musical that year, my eighth grade year. And it was Joseph and the Amazing Type of the Color Dreamcoat. And I was one of four narrators because the narrator mm-hmm. part is very large yep. and in the, you gotta know, they got to split it up. So I, I believe I, I started act two mm-hmm. um, and the high school music directors heard me and immediately found my mother and gave her like a list of voice teachers <laughs> in the area. Nice. And cool. they were like, this girl has a voice that mm-hmm. needs to be trained. Yeah. Um, and again, kind of like Amanda, I was kind of enthralled with, uh, I was raised with Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young, mm-hmm. and Johnny Cash, and Garth Brooks, and oh, for and, me it was Motown. I know it was yeah, yeah, for yeah, in the back of the car, just listening. Motown too. No, yeah, we had Mo- uh, Motown too. It was all uh, oldies all the time, yeah, like uh, uh, Doobie Brothers, and like mm-hmm. all these, all these uh, bands and stuff. And so I was raised with kind of like seventies rock, pop, uh, yeah. country story songs, and then I got into musical theater when I was in high school and and, uh, and even college, and then. Um, yeah, it's somebody like again. Uh, someone gave me an art song and was like, "Oh, hmm. this is what your voice it, can it do." Fall, you, your voice falls into you it. Fall it, it into tells it. You fall into it. What you have to do. Yeah, and then I, I got to college and and sort of considered being a percussion major and then immediately did not hmm. want to do that. Uh, exactly. <laughs> and then uh, uh, through college, got more and more serious and more and more into it, and uh, also found Carmen. I uh, there's a voice delineations among the among the uh well spectrum among everybody but in, in female voices it's a contralto alto mezzo soprano soprano and all kinds of different deline- delineations in the soprano mm-hmm. um area you, i started as a mezzo amanda is still is a mezzo and um i started as a mezzo and moved up to dramatic soprano mm these last several years. And uh, I'm so grateful that I started as a mezzo <laughs> because uh, my voice is rather large, as is Amanda's, but um, mine has this unwieldy 
like, uh, I don't even know what to call it, but um, it took a while for me to find my real voice. And um, I was so thankful that I was able to be a mezzo for such a long time. And uh, I don't know where I, where I went with that story. But going back to why I chose opera, um, it chose me like like it did for Amanda. It's like and a life. Yeah, Aww. it chose me. And I but I also like kept with my roots. I still I, I'm yeah. a, an L.A. based singer and I still singer songwrite and I still mm-hmm. do musical theater. And I and I agree 150 million percent with Amanda that if you have a solid classical technique mm-hmm. you can sing anything yeah you really can and you can adjust to any any style and i teach out in la as yeah. well I'm a, I, I teach pop i teach jazz mm-hmm. i teach anything that anyone wants to bring me i will right. teach it to them right. and i teach them basically how to breathe yeah <laughs> yeah and so when we say classical technique it doesn't mean oh you have to sing or oh, song, Italian song. it just yeah. means there's purity of vowels that if you listen to yeah golden age theater you it's listen there. to yeah, yeah all of these all of these cole porter operas mm-hmm. and everything back then yeah. all of these recordings seven brides for seven brothers they all sing with this alignment and right. purity absolutely julie them. andrews you listen to julie absolutely. andrews oh yeah. she's oh, no. and that's and that's I, the correct way really yeah <laughs> it's long you're, you're looking where's the finish line for you is yeah. it correct 35 right yeah 60 correct is a strong word i would yeah. say it's a it's healthy healthy, healthy. Yeah. yeah the healthiest but, way yes yeah. the, the way that your voice that, wants to operate and the, and mm-hmm. should yeah yeah well yeah i mean Without destroying but i mean trains, you, you yeah. look at like a like um steven tyler and aerosmith right mm-hmm. he has you you listen to dream on and that's like a completely different voice yeah. Oh, yeah. And someone, I, I believe this is true. I don't mm-hmm. know that, I think I heard this from someone, but I think a PR person or like one of his managers told him that, that somebody told him that he needed to sing more like the end of Dream On, less like the beginning. Mm-hmm. And, and there went the voice. <laughs> and there, I mean, so you listen to the beginning of Dream On, that's a very healthy, mm-hmm. healthy way of producing sound. Yeah. And you can sing like, like late Dream on Steven Tyler. Yeah. It just takes a, a toll. A toll. Yeah. It just takes a toll. And I think it, it it's definitely a choice that he made yeah. um, to sell more albums and God love him for that. But, you know. It's the difference between like running a casual jog on the treadmill and running a marathon and then, and then running in the Olympics. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's, 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 it's without training though. It's, it's like, I'm going to do this. I'm just going to do it. I'm going to race Bolt and I'm going to win. And you, you, and I, you, you just super, super don't win. Yeah. yeah. Yes. But, but you don't reflect either right way. You're like, oh, well, could have gone worse. I'm gonna give it another try. <laughs> well, I hate to do this, but we do have to wrap up. Oh. I have to teach. I have to do my job. Um, this, but, isn't, <laughs> this isn't your job. Oh, you have to come see the show. Yes, yes everyone comes. This see. is no shameless plug. We have no shame. Um, no. Come see. <laughs> no shame. <laughs> we really don't. Uh, no. I've known you guys long enough. No, we zero have no shame. shame. We share a dressing room. I know. You know that we don't have any shame. <laughs> <laughs> oh, to be a fly on the wall. Um, Come see the flood. We are running at the Southern Theater, downtown Columbus, uh, February 8th, 9th, and 10th, mm-hmm. Friday and Saturday at 7.30 p.m. Theater goers, don't be late, because don't, just don't. Um, <laughs> Come early, grab a drink at what is, there is a yes, special drink being made for the flood. There is a special cocktail being made at the Westin, uh, I don't know the name of it. Just whiskey, whiskey Bar. It's whiskey just the Whiskey House, Bar, yeah. Whiskey, yeah. whiskey Harbor versus Which is attached to the theater. <laughs> but uh, the <laughs> Jesse Hubbard is making a specific cocktail for the flood, so we're excited to see that. Come but early. Come early. It's a short opera. Have fun. But we will see you this weekend. And 
Guys, thank you so much. Of thank course, you. anytime. Thank you. Y'all thank you, are amazing. Mm-hmm. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks again for listening. Foxland Media. Think big.